Welcome to Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. I'm Tracy Brown, the fraud-busting body language expert. I've spent the last 20 years reading people, uncovering secrets hidden in plain sight to find the truth in crimes, politics, and billion-dollar business deals. And I want you to be able to tell whose pants are on fire, make better decisions, and build your bottom line as well. Get ready. Let's dive in. It's Tracy, and I am back with super producer Alex for another fun-filled episode of Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. Alex, how you doing? I'm here with a microphone, and I'm ready to go. Thanks for ready having me. Ready to go. Oh, now, yeah. um, do you have coffee? I I have I have water with caffeinated squirt bottle stuff in it. Oh, not tea. It's just like nope, free, not tea. Free form caffeine. That's that's exactly what it is. I like to design my own. You know, I'm a free thinker that way. Exactly. Well, um, if <laughs> if anyone would like to help donate to the show, you can just buy us a cup of coffee. The link we love it is yeah. The links in the show notes. And thank you very much for that. We um. We need coffee and we need to pay the bills. And so we love you for that. But um, there's all kinds of medicine we're going to be talking about today. But besides caffeine, right? Cause, that's cause, really cause, the only medicine that we, we well, need. Well, I don't know. Our guest today, Kelly Paxton. Now, she is a private investigator. She is uh, she was the first person I ever interviewed for this show. And um, I got to tell you, she's become a great friend, great friend of the show. And um did you know, according to her, that there is a medication out there that has been known to cause theft and gambling when people take it? So is that what it's prescribed for? For no, somebody it, who's a little too goody two shoes and we need well, to get them off their butt? Well, you got to listen to find out what it's actually prescribed for. And this, I've heard it on the TV and this is not listed in the side effects. You know how they list the side effects? It's mm -hmm. not listed in there. So she is going to fill us in on that. Now, but, um, <laughs> so wait a minute. The side effects should say what? Uh, on the TV can, commercial, can uh, cause, you know, can cause what? theft and gambling yes <laughs> can make you spend all your money at a casino it can yeah that's, yes, that's it can. that is a hundred percent true what she's talking about and it's she's seen it over and over so but um you have had some little uh, trouble with prescriptions haven't you? oh don't even go into that we're going there we're going there what happened lord all right so tracy and i are on a camera here and i'm just going to show her something on the camera Speaking of prescriptions, I know you took some prescriptions that maybe weren't prescribed just for you. You mean something like this dog dewormer? What on earth? Why are you taking this? I know you're feeling run down and you've tried a lot of things. <laughs> with the cleanse. If people have listened, we know that you I came to the conclusion two days ago, uh, the, the obsession, really, that I must have a tapeworm and that's stealing all of my nutrition and leaving me with lots and lots of poop and you, um, you had tapeworms yeah i was i'm convinced that i had a massive tapeworm it must be 30 yards long and two inches in diameter and that's just it's eating all of my food which is why i'm always calorie deficient why have i've been you, losing weight and pooping everything out like crazy so that's all the poop talk i'll give you right now have, have you have you been on webmd again well i did go on there to do a little bit of research about this but so here's how this uh this chain of events went uh i came to what i think is the very logical conclusion that there's something inside me eating all of my food basically mm. and so the thing that makes the most sense is parasites now 
what most normal human beings with a brain would do is pick up the phone at that point and call whom? A doctor. A doctor, right. And what did Alex do? You called a vet. <laughs> no, I did not. I didn't call anybody. I just went and got the veterinary equivalent of what they use on humans oh in exactly this situation. Well, I hope that you live through this. How, how long has it been? So here's the thing. Hours? I could go see a doctor about this, and I'm not opposed to going to see a doctor by any stretch. You know, doctors are great. Uh, but I know what would happen is going to take me a week or two to get in the door. And then they're going to want to do a bunch of tests, which are yeah. going to take another week or two. Meanwhile, this is all going to cost thousands of dollars that, of course, the health insurance will not pay for. Uh, so by the oh, time we're might. done, I would end up with if everything came back positive and everything was, you know, what we were thinking, then I would end up with a prescription for exactly what's in these dog dewormers. <sighs> Someone's that's what I would write in so, about this. All right. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And that's fine. And the, the email, the email address for this, if you want to berate me about snorting my Clorox with some uh, no, ivermectin and some hydrochloroquine. No, no I'm not doing do any that. of that, of course. Um, but so the email address is body language, Tracy, Tracy with an I at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us. But nonetheless, uh, so I did the research on this, the, the ingredients in here, there are only two ingredients and they're exactly the same things that you would get by prescription for a human. And the great yeah. thing about it and the reason why I felt okay about this is that the stuff does not actually cross the GI barrier into your blood. So technically it never even enters your body. It still remains outside your body mm -hmm. because the inside of your GI tract is considered the outside of your body. Um, so interesting little tidbit there. But This just sounds wrong. But basically, I just, you know, I took some rat poison for uh, for all sorts of parasites and I ate them all yesterday morning and I figured, OK, just staying well, close to home. Why, is this today. why you wanted to record so quick today? Because you don't know if you're going to make it to the evening. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> so we don't know. This could be the last show from Alex. I really didn't us. know what was going to happen. But here's what I do want to say. And I'm obviously I'm not recommending this for anybody. This is, you know. Um, I'm a little crazy this way, so please do not follow in my footsteps. But what I can say is that by yesterday afternoon, I was feeling significantly better. And today I feel a hell of a lot better than I have in months. Oh, okay. So well, I think I'm good. on the right track. And what that tells me, Tracy, is that now it's time to get on the phone or get in the office with a physician, tell them what I'm doing and find out, okay, so is the protocol different for humans? Do I need to take a course of these things for five days or, you know, oh is goodness. one... Pet armor, seven-way dewormer marathon session yesterday sufficient. So, Oh, my gosh. Well, while we are waiting for your uh, feedback on life or death of you, <laughs> um, what we're going to do is go to Kelly, and she's going to tell us more about pills you shouldn't be taking. How about that? Like, yeah. Okay. Let's don't even bring up my name with her, please. Cause I won't, yeah. I won't. The interview's already done. I recorded it. So, <laughs> so on that note, we are going to Kelly, Tracy and Alex out. It's Tracy. And I am back with a fan. What I know is going to be a fantastic interview and you all know her and you love her. She is our pink collar crime expert. Kelly Paxton is back for another episode of Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me back. I'm honored, absolutely honored. 
Oh yeah. Well, you know, we have to have you back because you're my number one download. You were, you were my very first interview that I ever did of someone that I didn't know. And um, I just love you. I think you're fantastic. And uh, apparently so does the rest of my audience. So um, I know that you have some stories because you're, I know you're out there on the beat because you're, you're a private investigator. And, uh, and if anybody knows fraud, it is you. So what do you got today for us? Kelly. Okay. So this is like the fun word of the day. Okay. I just finished teaching a class this morning and no one knew it. Aptonym. What is an aptonym? I do not know. An aptonym is a name that is your occupation. So there's a woman, Donna Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E. So a little bit different on the spelling Uh who stole $15 million. I am not hiring someone with the last name Steele. And this is like her third rodeo. Like she stole from her own family. She stole from a sign business. She sold from the stole from the mall when she was younger and she's going to prison. Uh, she's in North Carolina, but like, I'm going to say, I am not going to hire someone with the name steel. Well, maybe we should make that just like a little policy uh, between us and all of our listeners. And, and so, okay. So what kind of company was she at and how did she get the money? Do you, do you know the details here? Yeah. So she was at a, a manufacturing company in North Carolina mm-hmm. that was actually owned by overseas owners in Germany. Okay. And um, she started in the mailroom and, oh, she had a great ascendancy. She became CEO. So there's a little bit of a conflict because she was CEO. The definition of pink collar crime is low to medium level employees who steal from the workplace. Mm-hmm. However, in this case, I think she was a bit of a figurehead because they were European absent owners. And maybe she just, they're like, oh, she looks good. We'll just put her up. But really she wasn't in charge. That's what I'm thinking. Uh Um, So, you know, a CEO who embezzles should be a white collar crime, but really I consider embezzlement to be a pink collar crime. And pink is just a subset of white. Okay. Right. Cause, cause pink is like, like you said, it's like lower level. Like mostly what we think of is secretaries that have been there for 30 years and they're the nicest people on the planet and you wouldn't expect anything of them. So, so what about Donna? Like, was she one of the nicest people on the planet too? Like how was she just writing herself checks? What, what was happening here? Well, so, um, she had, she had a design store, like interior design store in town. Okay. And, um, so she was funding that. And I think she just wanted to be a designer and like, she just had to sell her house that had this amazing barn. And I think it was about lifestyle. The other thing is like, she apparently told employees that like the owners were having financial difficulties and don't reach out to them directly. Like she was a control freak, which is one of the sort of pink flags. She was a control freak and not letting the employees reach out to the actual owners. But once again, she had something else she really wanted to do. And it's so funny. Like I said, I taught a class this morning and, um, you know, one of my classes is honestly dishonest, a fraud examiner's perspective. And I can show you an ice cream lady. Okay. Who thinks of an ice cream lady as being dishonest? I don't know, but I, you know, just by you saying that it makes, I need, I really feel like I want some ice cream now. (laughs) So she stole three, over $300,000 from a daycare and she used it to prop up her ice cream store. 
Wow. So, so is this the trend now? Like people doing fraud to prop up like a passion business? Is that a, like, I never even thought about that. Well, I don't know if it's a trend, but I think, you know, we hear all this about side hustles and things like that. And it's like, also you're, it's easier kind of in the vendor world. So you could say like the woman, and I don't know if she did this, Donna Steele at the Mm -hmm. manufacturing, you could put a vendor in as a design business and maybe the accountants would go, oh, well, they're doing some remodeling. Or the woman who stole from the daycare, he said the money went to um, feeding the children. Uh Well, maybe, you know, she would say ice cream store and people probably wouldn't, the auditors might not look at ice cream Mm -hmm. because they're feeding kids. So I could see the vendor issue being maybe easier Uh when you're, uh, you know, having a side hustle. Uh Wow. So then how did she get caught, Donna? How did did Um, she get caught? You know what? They did not say the story did not say, but this summer I'm doing some traveling uh-huh. and I'm going to North Carolina and I'm going to see if I can visit with her. No, you're not. Are you really? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, and so do you know where she is? I mean, jail is it, or what? She's going to she? be in prison. She's going to be in prison. You're going to go to prison and knock yeah. on the door and be like, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you do, is that a regular thing you do? I'm just, I'm so it's not a regular thing. It's something I would like to do. Unfortunately, a lot of attorneys don't really like their clients to talk. You don't think, but, huh? um, I'm, I'm going to try it. I've written to, um, only women in prison because I'm uh-huh. not going to write men in prison for embezzlement. Just that opens up a whole other follow act. So yeah. I've written and I have felon friends who, you know, communicate with me. Uh-huh. So, because we've talked about the, fraud triangle, opportunity, pressure, and rationalization and opportunity, uh, you know, it's like, you know, an open bank account or a vendor or something. Mm -hmm. I really want to hear their rationalization. Like how did they rationalize it? Opportunity is just a control. I want to hear about the rationalization and maybe the pressure that they felt they were under. Wow. So, um, let's go back to writing people in prison <laughs> because like how, how do you dec- decide uh, who to write to, or even like to find them for, for what, like, how does all this process work for you? Well, the internet is an amazing thing. U.S. Bureau of Prisons, you put the person's name in and it says where they're at. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And then you have to write a hard copy of a letter and then they have to accept you. And then you can go online and send little emails back and forth. It's called core links. You C-O-R-R. can send emails from prison, like little in their system. Mm-hmm. Really? I had no idea. Learn something um, every day. Well, you know, cause someone told me who was it because, uh, you know, Ted Kaczynski, the Unibobber is down here in Supermax in Colorado and Florence. And, uh, one of my guests was going to go down to visit him and he'll only accept handwritten notes. Right. And apparently as he was on his way down, Kaczynski canceled the, the meeting, but, uh, but yeah, he'll take handwritten notes. So I guess that email system is not for Ted, but um, what, so what's your, what's your, um, I guess, response rate on, on that? Well, I haven't done it for a while because of COVID and everything, Uh but I'm, Shockingly, I got, you know, I'm going to say a 50% response rate, but so there's a book called why they do it by Eugene Soltis. Uh And he, um, 
he sent a letter with 10 questions. And that's kind of where I got this idea to white collar criminals. And I believe they're all men. I'm pretty sure they're all men. I don't uh-huh. have the book right in front of me right now. Uh-huh. And he asked some questions like, do you have a criminal history and you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of, you know, copied that and I sent it to him and I got some crazy letters back. Like, you know, um, interesting. Very, very interesting. Like, like um, what's the craziest thing you got back where you were like, oh my gosh, this was totally worth doing. Oh, this woman, it was I five pages, like handwritten, like just, and the thing is, is there are people and a lot of embezzlers, pink collar criminals have never done this, have never broken the law before. I mean, I wrote to one woman and she said, um, before she kicked me off, um, uh-huh. she said she had not so much as had a parking ticket before she started stealing. She actually got sick, went on a medication and then started stealing. So these those those meds are expensive though. Some of them can be. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Hmm. You can Google restless leg syndrome Uh and gambling and you will find all sorts of stuff. Wait, restless leg syndrome and gambling. What is, what is the connection? The, the drug for restless leg syndrome uh-huh. causes some sort of OCD type behavior. There was a woman in Oregon who stole from a golf course, I believe a quarter of a million dollars. Uh-huh. She went on restless leg syndrome drug. And I, I don't want to say the name because I'm not incredible positive. Okay. The name of the drug. And she started gambling like uncontrollably. Really? Yeah. And there are court cases where they try to use it as their defense. You are. Oh my gosh. So, so, so she, she, <laughs> I, I just learned something. Okay. So, so I just can't even hardly compute. Okay. So, so this woman you wrote to, is that, was that her thing? Is that what she was uh, up to? Do you think was the restless leg syndrome or. I don't know if hers was restless leg, but she said she got very sick. She was put on a medication and she came back to work and she goes, and I just started stealing. So really? And then, and then I, then I sent her another message and I asked about tone at the top because she stole from a family run empire. Uh-huh. Let's call it. And she said, two wrongs don't make a right. Uh I'm not going to say anything about my victims, but I mean, I know what happened. Like she saw this family in their PJs, private jets, probably, you know, going to Aspen and writing it off as a business expense, for example. Uh And, and she, there's actually a lot of quotes where she's like, I wanted to see what, you know, rich people live like. I wanted my family to love me. And so many of these people equate money to love and the experiences that it buys. Uh She took her family. And I don't think I said this on the other episode we were on. She took her family to see the Pope, like while she was feeling. Now I got a lot of them that take their families to Disney. I have Uh a whole other did they go to Disney hashtag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that out there. <laughs> but she took her family to see the Pope. She had a lunch with the Barefoot Contessa, a private lunch for $32,000. She thought, wait, hang on. We got to back up on the Barefoot <laughs> Contessa. Okay. Because you're talking about in a garden out in uh, the Hamptons. Now, okay. So <laughs> I, I like the cooking channel or the food channel or whatever. And I have tried her recipes and um, I don't think they're worth making. I'm just letting you know. Oh my God. I have almost all our cookbooks. Do you really? Some of my kids' favorite recipes are Ina's. 
Well, you like, need to send me those recipes because I tried some chicken that she like, like you had, like I had everything at the house. All I needed was a whole chicken. And, oh. um, and so I made this and I'm like, this is not any better than any, like, I'd rather have the rotisserie chicken at the store anyway. Okay. So she had, the, <laughs> she had the lunch with Ina garden, went to the Hamptons or wherever she is. And uh, what, like, what else did she do? I mean, th- th- that's like kind of like, Super Bowl th- box. Super Bowl box for her family, like Super Bowl you know, box. Oh, yeah. Wow. She bought a Harry Potter first edition, probably for uh-huh. her grandchildren. Uh-huh. And honestly, she wrote to me, I had not so much as had a parking ticket until this happened. So it goes back to these are people that are generally good uh-huh. and they make a bad choice. Yeah. So talking to them and finding out like, what was the pressure? What was the, you know, uh-huh. rationalization. Right. And then of course, you know, you can't lock down every opportunity in a business. You just, if you did, everyone would be doing triple work. Yeah. Like, you know, everything yeah. would be triple approved and you can't do that. You have uh-huh. to trust but right. one of my, oh my God, I have this new thing for my book. Okay. Uh-huh. Since um, hashtags it's position, not gender hashtag never underestimate a woman because people do that yeah, all yeah. the time. Uh-huh. And hashtag trust, but verify. Right. So at some point you have to trust people, but verify it. I like to say surprise and delight. Uh-huh. So if you run a business and say it gets um, audited every June, right. Mix it up, do it in October. If you only look at checks over five grand, pull a check under a grand, right. Like, surprise and delight your employees. Uh-huh. Yeah. Surprise, maybe undelight. Um, okay. So, so we have something else we got to talk about because we've talked a little bit about TV with Ina Garten and her, her whole thing. We have different opinions on her. Okay. So, but, <laughs> but what about bad vegan? We got to oh talk God. about it, Cal, because you're the one that told me to see it. You're like, Tracy, you have, and for those who don't know, bad vegan is uh, Netflix. It just rolled out on Netflix and um, it's about, well, do you want to tell the story? So yeah, it's a woman, Sarma, and I'm going to butcher her last name, Melangalis, I think. Okay. And, um, you know, University of Penn educated, worked on Wall Street. Well, she ends up becoming a vegan and she opens a restaurant called Pure Food. Mm-hmm. She dated Alec Baldwin for a while, but he wanted more kids. And she's like, yeah, I'm not so into kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was the place to go in New York. And my sister, who is a vegan and is like a beauty influencer, she knew about, you know, pure food. It was the place to go. Uh And um, so, well, all of a sudden they compare her to the vegan Bernie Madoff. And it's a really complicated story, sort of. Yeah, sort of. Like, like it seemed very simple, yet I understood how you could get as deep in it as she got. Right. So she has a boyfriend turned husband who ends up kind of blowing everything up. Um, but I will say, if you guys are going to watch it, episode three, and Tracy and I talked about this, her body language changes. And I'm not a body language person. Like right. I, I'm like an amateur, mm-hmm. but like I could see in episode three, she's like touching and self-soothing. And, and mm-hmm. like, it, I didn't see that in the other episodes because that's when they're really like, how did you not know he was doing this? Yeah. And, and we have another mutual acquaintance, Abby Ellen, mm-hmm. Duke, and she's just like, she knew it. 
Well, yeah, that that's just a thing. So so Sharma got essentially got gas gaslit uh, with the whole thing. However, here's the thing: I I'm you're in Portland, I am in Boulder, and we are kind of in different epicenters of like spiritual beliefs, uh, which can overlap with veganism or vegetarianism or however it wants. And I think there's p- the I. I think there's good in all that, but I think you can go too far and lose your sense of uh, groundedness. I think um, through she's some things smart. like that. Uh, so, she's smart. Like she went to um, Penn Wharton. She yeah. worked on Wall Street. Her sister works for the UN. Her dad, I believe, was a physics professor at MIT. Mm-hmm. Granted, I will go to the sort of woo-woo part of this, and um, there was some issues in childhood. Her parents divorced. Um, she had this thing about her dog living forever. She like, I think they did a good story with it, but I think you, Abby, and I posted on Facebook about like who records herself like this. And she did a lot of self-recording before. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of phone calls, a lot. Like, I'm like, how did they get that? um, footage or that audio, I was like, oh my gosh. So we don't want to spoil it for everyone, but, um, we don't want to, but we might. So, um, (laughs) so she gets gaslit by this guy and keeps giving him money. And for these spiritual reasons that he, he needs to hold her money and he'll give it back to her so that she can prove that she's fit for the, for the, family which the family was like some kind of afterlife spiritual something or other and she just keeps giving him money and writing him checks and these checks are not small and so does her mom and um it just keeps going and it turns out he gambled it all away he gambled it gambling is a pink flag all away yeah not a pink flag it's a freaking red flag like i mean talk about talk about knowing your employees right and and that's where that goes it's like who and i i talk to my bank bank groups about this all the time who uh who do you know goes to vegas every weekend right are they managing your cash box like you need to know <laughs> what people well, i joke that because i strangely people want to work for me and i joke like if i were to hire someone okay no name steal but then the other one is like at the end and I've checked them on their talents and everything. And then I'm like, so I'm going to go to Vegas this weekend. And if their eyes light up, it's uh-huh. like, there's the door. See ya. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. And that's see, my line in the sand. See, I'm sorry. I, it's my I, line. I don't have the guts to hire anyone yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, getting- I, I'm not either, but I've had people are like, Oh, I want to work for you. And I'm like, mm, yeah, well, if I were, I would have a test. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call you back on that. Cause, um, you know, I'm good with other people and then my own, like for my own stuff, it gets, it gets a lot harder to see your own stuff because I get people that are like, Oh, do you need an intern? I'm like, well, to do what? Like, I, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, in that, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to fit. Um, but, uh, so, so, okay. So what other tests would you, since we're on it, what other tests would you give people like one liners to see if they're quality, uh, material for employ employment or not. And I think a lot of people will learn for this, like see if their eyes light up, if they, if they, if you say, Hey, I'm going to Vegas or what else would you ask? You know, I am a huge behavioral science, behavioral Mm -hmm. economics person. Mm -hmm. And I would ask them their reading list. I would literally ask them the reading list. I I think it's so important. What, what would be a red flag on the reading list that they don't read? (laughs) 
Oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay. they don't read. I like. It's a big thing for me because, again, we could lock down opportunity, but we have to understand why people think they can do it. And and Ashley, I'm writing a chapter on empathy and investigations right now, and mm-hmm. um, that's way overdue. Um, but. I've been doing a lot of research about it. And it's as I've had more experiences in my life, I've become a far more empathetic person. Oh yeah, me too. Absolutely. And and so, and, and then this is the other thing I was coaching my son and a colleague of his and um, (laughs) um, they wanted to know about LinkedIn and you know how much I love LinkedIn. Yeah. And they had this discussion about my son loves to read fiction Uh and his colleague is like, Oh, I only read business books. Well, it turns out there's been a study and the more fiction you read, the more empathetic you are because you can transport yourself to another person's life. And I was just like fascinated by that. So reading and content would be a big thing for me. If they're just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I only take Excel classes. I'm like, eh, well, any, uh-huh. yeah, I can teach a monkey how to do Excel. Right. Right. Well, anything else? One last question you'd ask someone just, just to get a quick response out of them. Uh, what was the first piece of candy you stole? Oh, I'll tell you what mine was. Do you want to know? <laughs> I stole a Heath bar and I was little. And I didn't really know I was stealing, but we're, we're at the, um, uh, you know, the checkout with mom and, and, you know, mom's checking out and I'm little and we walked out and she's like, where'd you get that? And I was like, in the store. (laughs) Anyway, she ended up, I don't think, I don't think she, or it might've been when I got home that she figured out I had it. And I don't think she, she didn't march me back to the store or anything, but I will never forget that for sure. And if you became a, um, I'm going to say consistent choplifter, uh-huh. if I asked you what was the 10th piece of candy you took, you'd say, I don't know. I'd say, I think that was it. There was enough on that one. I, <laughs> I, I actually like true confession. I never stole a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. However, I was double dog dared to take a teddy bear from like a, a hotel sort of um, mm-hmm. Christmas thing. Uh-huh. And I took it and I felt sick for a week and I went back and put it back because I was physically sick. Oh, wow. Just yeah, do like, it. Uh, oh God, I was sick for a week. I mean, uh-huh. I, and I, I took it back and I put it back in the hotel. Like they would have never noticed it. My mom, whatever, uh-huh. like, um, I, and I see, I still remember it. It was yeah. brown. Uh-huh. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Okay. So, um, Kelly, what else do we need to know about fraud going on out there today? Anything else? Cause we got, okay. People need to watch bad vegan. We got, um, we got questions. Oh my God. On how to qualify people. What else? Anything super pumped Uber. Are you watching? No. What is that? Oh my God. Super pumped Uber on Showtime. Okay. okay do you do you remember, okay, is this going to be PG or G or R? It's, it's PG. You can't cuss because then I have to check. Okay, it I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to cuss. But remember like back in the sort of, sort of golden days of Wall Street, uh-huh. um, one of the brokerage firms had a boom, boom room. Oh. And that's where they went and, you know. Yeah, sure. Okay. So that got found out. Um, <laughs> uh, we crashed, which is about we worked. Uh-huh. Um, they had a different room that let's just say four letter starts with, you know, uh-huh. yeah. For, 
basically the same at WeWork. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. But like super pumped. Oh my God. There's an episode where they have this, this, um, you know, like company meeting it's in uh-huh. Vegas, like an offsite, uh-huh. the expenses that they put through you, you've got to watch it, but it's like, you know, uh, strippers it's, you know, broken windows, it's paying people off. And these are all expenses that uh-huh. they're like, you know, writing off. You got to watch it. I, I really am enjoying super pumped Uber. I okay. cast is yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think we got our watch list. We we know we know how to beat fraud. And Kelly. tone at the top. Huh? It's, Do what? Tone at the top. Culture. Uh-huh. It's so important. Wow. Okay. And we're gonna learn that on Netflix. Uh, I think even uh, even further than we learned it now. So Kelly, how can people get a hold of you? Um, I'm all over LinkedIn, Kelly Paxton. I think I'm the only Kelly Paxton. Also pinkcolorcrime.com or kellypaxton.com. And I'm on Twitter, PDXCFE. And I tweet all sorts of fun stuff. Oh, cool. All right. Oh, I love it. Kelly, thanks for coming on Truth, Lies, and Cover Ups. You're just a gem. We'll have you back. You know you can't escape us. Thank you. I'm honored. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it. I'll see you next time.